Episode 52 of Winging It. As always, I'm Alex here with the full squad today, Andrew and Ali. Boys, how are we feeling today? The first NFL game kicks off tonight. Ali, I'm going to start with you. How excited are you for this game tonight? I cannot wait until the Detroit Lions just light up Kansas City. I was looking at Patrick Mahomes' stat. For everyone, I don't know, this is is Tuesday morning uh, or Tuesday afternoon, depending on which uh, time zone you're in. Uh, But so far, Travis Kelsey is still listed as questionable. I don't know if he's been listed completely out yet, but I looked at Patrick Mahomes' stats last night. In his career, 25% of his completions have gone to Travis Kelsey. This is going to be an interesting night, and I am so excited to see the Chiefs lose because I am a bitter Eagles fan, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm and, excited too. Andrew, go ahead. Oh, man, and to, and you know, to Ali's point here, I mean, what what fun is the NFL beginning if we can't get a couple bets down, baby? And as Ali mentioned, Travis Kelsey is not playing, t- or it's not looking like he's going to play tonight. The line's already moved a little bit. If you have a DraftKings account, I have a quick recommendation. They offer this fun little promo at the beginning of the year. If your team takes a seven-point lead, so you have to bet the money line. So I would recommend bet the Lions because it's about plus 180 right now. You can, If the Lions take a seven-point lead at any point of the game, you win your bet. So I think that that's a lot of fun. The Lions maybe could come out to a quick start. Anyway... I'm freaking excited, man. I'm so ready. I don't even care that the Eagles still don't play for another couple of days. We got football tonight, and I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm ready to rock. I cannot wait. Absolutely cannot wait. And I also want to say we have a guest with us today. So I want everyone from the Winging It podcast to give a hand for my best friend in the world, best man at my wedding, person that I go toe-to-toe with. We both golfed 83s this weekend. We're on the level playing field here. Everybody, please give it up for our Patriots fan today, Chris Losey. Chris, how are we doing today? Thank you. Thank you. You said this was episode 52, correct? Yeah. Oh, Uh, man. Uh, Where are we going? This wasn't planned at all, right? (laughs) The Super Bowl that the Patriots lost to the Eagles, (laughs) 41-33. You have me on this episode. I'm sure think, that wasn't coincidence. Well, I think Chris, it's just the way the universe works, my man. I also didn't uh, know that wow. Alex had other friends outside of Ali and myself. So this is so anyway, you know. Yeah, to take him in when he was younger. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, one thing we're going to be trying to be doing this whole entire season is bringing friends from other fan bases to come. This is a family friendly show, so we're not going to be throwing uh, boxing gloves around, but we may have a little bit of banter back and forth with a little bit on what this looks like. So. Today's episode, we do want to look forward to our Sunday game against the Patriots, where we want to get some um, uh, perspective from friends behind enemy lines. So Chris, Andrew Ali, you guys ready to get into our segment behind enemy lines and talk about this week's game? Let's do it. 
Let's go. This is Behind Enemy Lines. All right, off. for being so family friendly, it's, it's dark. It gets dark real quick. <laughs> just a little bit. All right, so let's just rip off the Band-Aid right to start. So I'm actually going to start with my analysis on what I think is going to happen this Sunday. And then I think we're going to have to go to Andrew or, or Ali before we head over to Chris for some positive news. But like I said earlier this week, I'm not entirely convinced that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to pull off a week one victory. Now, most of the sports books are saying that we're four point favorites. I couldn't agree with it more. I want me to be wrong, but I do want to bring us back to week 10 of last year's season. Taylor Heineke came into Philadelphia. They ran the ball on us. Our, our defensive line was not where it needed to be. That game was on November 14th, and on November 17th, we signed Indomitka Sue, followed by Linval Joseph. I'm a little bit worried that our defensive line has a little bit of inexperience on there with the pickup of Jalen Carter and Nolan and um and uh, Nolan Smith. And I think that Bill is going to have a master class on some of the inexperience and kinks in our armor on the defensive line. Ali also brought up last week that our linebackers are ranked 30th in the league. And Ramondre Stevenson was a very sought-after fantasy draft pickup on the running back side from the Patriots. So I do think we have elite cornerbacks. I do think we have elite safeties. But I think what we're going to see is going to be a similar game against the Bills and the Patriots during the Snow Bowl, where Mac Jones only threw one completion. They ended up beating the Bills, and they ran the ball like 75 times. So here's my prediction for the week. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think New England is going to dominate the time of possession. Their defense is still a top five, and I think we may see an upset. My prediction for the week, unfortunately, heading into week one, and I hate saying this, it's going to be New England 17, Philadelphia 13. Don't get it twisted. I want to be wrong here. I want to be wrong more than anything, but I think a week one upset will be the best thing for a team to get focused. I think a loss is going to set more course correction than an actual sloppy win. And I think that is what is going to happen this week. I'm not betting it. Don't bet on what I'm saying here, but that's where I'm at. Ali, tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm wrong. Give me your analysis and your prediction heading into this week. Uh, number one, you're crazy. Number two, Perfect. you're wrong. Uh, number three, I just want to send a quick reminder to our listeners out there. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure to drop us a follow. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Please follow us there as well. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, that notification bell to make sure that you are not missing any content from us uh, in the future. Alex, I don't know where you're getting your stats from, uh, but had you seen the Patriots last year? First of all, this offense was god-awful under Mac Jones. People were calling for Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi, calling it Zappi Hour, thinking he was the second coming of Tom Brady to save this offense. I don't think Mac Jones is capable of scoring 17 points on our defense. Back up, back up, back up. 
Was Taylor Heineke? Did Taylor Heineke outduel us Week Ten of last year? The no, reason it why, was a running game, dude, and 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 he was a game manager. There is no way this is the same game. We were eight and zero going into that game. Everyone in the last undefeated team, everyone in sports media, everyone in the NFL was like, "Are the Eagles going undefeated?" And usually, when that starts happening, guess what happens to a team? They lose because the conversation no longer becomes about the next game on your schedule and becomes more about your entire schedule. And when teams lose that focus, they lose in general. What I'd like to focus on are hard facts. There are three offensive linemen on this Patriots team that were limited in practice. Trent Williams, who I believe is the right tackle. Chris, please let me know if I'm if I'm mistaking this. Mike Onewu and Cole Strange. You've got three guys who are supposed to be your anchors on the offensive line against our vaunted defensive line for our Philadelphia Eagles defense. Granted, it's a new scheme, Sean Desai coming in. Uh, if you saw Nick Sirianni's press conference, he was saying that they were keeping things under wraps and quote unquote vanilla for a reason in the preseason because he wanted to go into this game against Bill Belichick with the advantage of not knowing what he was going to see on defense. You're telling me the second piece I'm like kind of shocked about is you're telling me that our offense, where we've got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift, and oh, by the way, the guy that came in second in MVP running, Jalen Mother Effing Hurts under center, is only going to score 13 points. I, I just, I, I don't, I, how? Ali, have you ever watched a week one football game before? Do you remember like a few years ago, the Chiefs and what was it? The, the Texans were, were dueling it out. It was Deshaun Watson, one of the sexiest quarterbacks in the league at the time, and Patrick Mahomes. And it was like zero to three at halftime because the teams couldn't get it together. It's Patrick effing Mahomes against a really weak Texas defense. I'm just saying crazier things have happened. You have an entire media crew. You have every single NFL ranking saying that we're the best offense in the NFL. PFF has us as the number one ranked offense into here. I think a loss in week one is a humbling moment for our squad to get it on the tracks and get their head together. I'm not saying that's what I want to happen, my guy. I'm not saying that's what I want to happen, but I would much rather see a loss in a very, very sloppy win and get the get the train back on the tracks. Chris, what do you think? Everybody forgets that New England's defense was ranked in the top five of the NFL last year. Yes, they were eight and nine, and yes, they completely crapped the bed in some games. I mean, losing to the Dolphins, losing in their division. I get that, okay? But if we're going back to last year and how the Eagles started specifically, it was very sloppy. Now, they didn't have the weapons that they had that they will be going into this season with. I get that. But I believe the Patriots are very slept upon. I believe in the division that they're in right now, they're predicted to finish last in the division. I get it, okay? But last year, I believe it was the Jets – that finished last in the division. They were one game behind the Patriots. I believe they finished at seven and 10. The Patriots are eight and nine. And the, well, um, who's the other day? The Dolphins were, were 10 and eight, I believe, or 10 and seven. I'm sorry. Um, with the addition of Aaron Rodgers, that automatically bolsters the Jets to tops of the division. Now the Patriots are at the bottom. I believe that the Patriots are going to give the Eagles the works. However, I'm not on your side, Alex. I'm sorry. I cannot pick the <laughs> Patriots to pull this upset as much as I want oh, to. Oh, man. <laughs> um, as, as much as I want them to go ahead. And all the statistics are pointing towards an upset. I mean, if you're thinking about it, and I have a few statistics up here, the Super Bowl runner-up in week one and the next season 
are eight and 14. Against the spread, they're four and 18. So odds aren't necessarily stacked with the Eagles to go ahead and pull this win. Also, you forget they're honoring Tom Brady at halftime. So that crowd is going to be absolutely off their rocker. Tom Brady's going to be in the building. It's going to be raining. So to your point, Alex, the running game is going to be a big, big proponent of this game. There's not going to be that much passing, but last year, rain games, Jalen Hurts was above average in ball control and being able to manage the game, especially in the rain. So uh, I'll say my prediction for a little bit later, but I do not think the Patriots will pull off this game. Oh, man, we are going to lose followers left and right for the <laughs> Eagles fan on here saying that the Patriots are going to win. I don't want them to win, by the way. Everyone, just just, just calm down. Andrew, I mean, what, what say you? You know, Chris is coming in here. You look at, I'm just looking at, at his attire right now. First of all, fresh haircut, which is which, which you look great. Thank I mean, you. An excellent yes, fade. Whoever, whoever worked on you, A+. Plus. And then secondly, you're rocking your midnight green. And I'm also listening to your voice and I'm hearing, you know, some sort of Philly Jersey <laughs> accent. So I'm a little bit confused. About, well, where do the Patriots like if I can just ask you real quick, when when and why uh, are you when did you become a Patriots fan and why? Uh, since birth, uh, I was born and raised in uh, Beverly, Massachusetts, uh, probably about like 45 minutes north of Boston. Um, so still have family that reside up in New England. So always been a diehard, uh, diehard New England fan. Um, and then my allegiance followed Brady uh, for the past couple of years down to down to Florida, down to Tampa Bay. Um, so big Tom Brady fan, big New England fan. But uh, I hate the Bruins and I hate the Celtics. So it's it's <laughs> it's literally just the Patriots from up there. And you, you pronounce your R's really well, so uh, you had me fooled. Um, well, yes. You, <laughs> you know, um, Alex, you know, as as much as – look, if anything if, – if there's going to be a scenario where anything can happen and there's going to be, you know, maybe an upset or, or some unexpected results, I suppose it is week one. But there is not a lot going for the Patriots in this game that makes me feel like the Eagles are in any danger. Uh, the Patriots were a bottom 10 offensive team yards per game last year. I don't see that changing very much this year. And then if we look over on the defensive side, to Chris's point, I do. And I and Alex, like you said, too, I do think the Patriots, I, they have a very strong defense. They finished the year with 54 sacks last year, which was uh, third behind, you know, behind the Eagles. So they can definitely get after the quarterback. I do have a couple questions on their defense, though. It looks like one of their starting cornerbacks is going to be Christian Gonzalez, who I correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. I'm looking at the depth chart right now. Christian Gonzalez is a rookie and I can't see any rookie being able to do to, to stop AJ or Devante. It's just you're, it's not going to happen. Also, the Patriots have this D bag named Juju Smith Schuster, who after the <laughs> Super Bowl last year, I don't know if we remember uh, there was a, a tweet um, where it was Valentine's Day and he posted Bradbury and it said, I'll hold you when it matters most to and from. And it was a you know, it was a shot at Bradbury for the holding, uh, you know, the holding play at the end of the game, which was I don't we're not going to relive that right now. Mm. Um, A.J. Brown came after uh, Juju pretty hard after that, being like, dude, you're a nobody. Like the only reason you're anything is because Patrick Mahomes is throwing you the ball. So keep your mouth shut. Um, I think that gives AJ Brown even more of a reason to put on a show this week. And it's just, this is a matter of talent. And I, I know Bill Belichick is a 
Hall of Fame, you know, maybe the best coach of all time. I don't know. Is a coach, is a quarterback. We'll we'll debate that. But um, I just th- this team is too good, man. And Jalen Hurts is a stud, and he's going to make that that leap forward this year. So I um, I'm riding the birds. My score prediction: thirteen points. Alex, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, I'm going Eagles 20, 20, 29, Patriots sixteen. Let me uh, let me jump in because I neglected to mention my score prediction. Uh, Andrew, I'm really glad that you brought up Bill Belichick in his body of work as a head coach in the NFL. But as I'm sure we all know, talent matters because what has happened since Tom Brady has left that organization, it has not been the same, right? So when I look- and Ali, I will say just to just, like. We also do need to recognize that the division has gotten a lot better since Brady has left. Like ever since Brady's been gone, the Bills have kind of taken a huge turn. Uh, the Dolphins have always kind of been mediocre, but you know now now they they have like a a, comp- a, a comparable offense to the Eagles, honestly. And what's and now going on with the Jets? The Jets. Was, yeah, <laughs> the Jets are you know the Jets we never know, and they've you know you got to feel for Jets fans to a certain degree. But now you know this looks like the most opportunity that they've had. But uh, yeah. Anyway, continue. No, and, I, and I'll say, you know, my personal beef with the Patriots is that there was an OG Patriot back in the day, a couple hundred years ago. It was called America, and it started in Philadelphia. So we <laughs> are... <laughs> we are the OG Patriots. Uh, so uh, don't tread on me. No, uh, I will say that when it comes to uh, the Eagles meeting top rush defenses... Um, we have generally fared pretty well, especially when it's come to, I don't know, call it a couple of years ago when the Saints were the number one offense and Jalen Hurts had that crazy juke on that poor defensive lineman who I think his ankles are still at Lincoln Financial Field. <laughs> uh, I think this game is going to be a blowout at halftime. Good. I'm predicting 35 to 6 at the end of this game. You're and Ali, I, I got to be honest, like blowouts at halftime scare me very much i don't like when we're in positions where we need to let our foot off the pedal and i think that that's what happens last year arguably in week one we had a healthy lead and that happened a couple times throughout the season um it was like rare for us to actually have a deficit going into the second half so i'd like to i'd like it to be like maybe a comfortable no i was gonna say a 10 point lead but now i'm thinking of the super bowl again gosh dang it i don't know man i don't know chris what were you gonna say I, I can't foresee a blowout. Um, I, I really can't, especially with the weather. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a high-flying, high-scoring game. Yes, you can't argue with the Eagles wide receivers. You, you really can't. Uh, the, the connection and the chemistry that they had last year, let's just hope there's not a, a Super Bowl slump and they start off very slow this year, but you can't imagine that. I mean, you got Dallas Goddard. You have uh, Devontae Smith. You have A.J. Brown. Um he has a plethora of options to go ahead and not to mention the, the running backs that you have behind Jalen. The one thing that I will say is that I don't think Bill lets it get that way. I think Bill spends this entire offseason planning for this one game. It's going to be a statement game because if you think about the Patriots first four games, it's death row. You play the Eagles, you play the Dolphins, you play the Jets, and then I believe you play – one more other team, and they'll be lucky to go one and three. So you have to have that statement win to go ahead and boost that morale, or at least come out of these first four games thinking that you can make something of the season. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Do I think Bill lets it become a blowout? 
absolutely not. I, so, I just I, I don't see a way where that where that happens. So what's your uh, what's your score prediction then? I'm saying 27-24 Patriots or 27-24 wow. Eagles. I'm sorry. Wow, that is a close game. I'm saying the Patriots cover the spread. I I don't see them not covering the spread. Um, but I think the the Eagles are down late and Jalen leads a leads a late comeback. You think even with the injuries on the offensive line that the Patriots have the ability to score 24 points? I believe so. Absolutely. I mean, you have Ezekiel Elliott. I know. I, I oh God. hate bringing up his name. about that. Yep. <laughs> I hate bringing up his name. Absolutely. You're scaring um, the dog. He's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be used predominantly as a third down back. Hopefully, Ramadre Stevenson. The one, the one big flaw that he had in his game last year was that he couldn't become a third down back. He didn't have the hands. There were plenty of drops, so they used him on first and second down, and then he brought in other backs on third down. I think they're going to utilize him as a first, first and second down back now. Um, with the health of the line, it might be a little bit of an issue, but. Just like Alex said, I think it's going to be more or less a New England-Buffalo game where it's about 65-35 or 70-30 run to pass. But you have to think, I mean, adding, uh, uh, who was it, uh, Mike Kosecki, and then you have Hunter Henry as your tight ends. It's it's geared up like offense that Tom Brady had back in the day. Now, I'm not comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady, but it's going to be a heavy run, play action, short passes to your slot receiver. There, I believe they have Juju in the slot. Um, they have Kendrick Bourne. Um, who last year, late in the season, really blossomed into a decent wide receiver, and you can't forget about Devontae Parker. So he ha- he does have weapons. Some of the weapons are on the, the latter half of their career, but I think he can make something of it, and I think that's the reason why they put up 24 on the Eagles. Yeah. So short passes, uh, how, do you, how do you envision the Patriots then managing the weather, right? Because you said that it's going to be a 65% uh, 65% run on their offense. Absolutely. I think they just have to ground and pound. I mean, I think they have to make it work. And I think that's been the, uh, the stress that Bill has been putting on this offense that I don't know if it's going to be traps, stretches, counters, but they have to throw something at this, this Eagles defensive line that right now, I mean, bringing Jalen Carter in still relatively new. Yes. From all the reports that I hear, he's taken off as a first stringer. Um, but how many snaps is he actually going to play? Who are they going to bring in on third down? Um, there are questions with the Eagles defensive line. They have a relatively new middle linebacker core right now. How are mm-hmm. they going to take? All right. You're throwing one of the best coaches on uh, all time in Bill Belichick against an offense that's re- or defense that's relatively new. He's going to take advantage. And what Bill always does is he takes your best player away. So who's the best player on defense? You're going to have Darius Slay on the corner. Is he going to take him away and just run the ball? Or does he predict that Jalen Carter is going to be that much of a beast where he has to take him out of the middle of the defensive line? So he's going to be running to the corners. So what's Hassan Reddick going to do? What's everybody on the, the edge is going to do? So I believe Bill has some tricks up the sleeve. Yeah. Hoping that it's enough. I just, and, and I don't think it's going to be as enough. And that's one of the points that I had written down here, right? I mean, I think signing all these Georgia Bulldogs is wonderful, right? You take the best defensive team in college football and sign them to your squad. But because you have so many studs, there's always been questions since we signed Jordan Davis about long-term stamina, right? We haven't had the Jordan Davis game yet, okay? And, like, after we lost to the Commanders, we signed Linval Joseph and Indomitkasu to address those concerns to rotate more guys in. With our weak linebacker core and all these Georgia Bulldogs on the line, two of them are going to be entering their first NFL game ever in the history of, you know, and I don't think they're bad players, but I just think that we need to be a little bit uh, cognizant without um, Javon Hargrave there. 
um, on on what's going to happen there. So again, I want us to win. I, I just want like everyone listening and everyone watching on YouTube. Like I want us to win the game. I'm going to be rooting for us to win. I'm going to be upset if Lies. we don't win. But I, I I look at some of the things that we don't have since last year. Right, like we have a new OC, we have a new DC, we have a whole entire new training staff. Like I, I just I I I don't know if if it's just. It, I think it's unreasonable to think that we're just picking up where we left off. I do think we're the best team in the NFC. I do think we can make a Super Bowl this year, but I just don't know if we're going to be coming guns ablaze in week one. I think that's a fair criticism. Yeah. I think the key is really going to have to be for the Eagles to get off to an, to an early start because you both make great points. Uh, and, and my worry is, is about the defensive line. Uh, when I think of our defensive line, when I think about the Eagles defense, I can picture us getting after the quarterback, right? Sacks are not the issue. Pressuring the quarterback is not the issue. I know that Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis and 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 Hassan Reddick, I know these guys can get after the quarterback, mm-hmm. but can they clog the middle of the defense and stop Ramondre Stevenson? Yes, and that's uh, the test. That's, and that's the, test. the test, right? Yeah. And that's going to test our linebackers. And so that's it's it's going to be really important for the Eagles to try to build a nice 10 to 14 point lead going into the second half. That way you, you try to make the Patriots a little bit more one-dimensional. Things get a lot easier when you know Mac's going to have to drop back every play. And when you have those healthy leads, that's when you can really start bringing the pressure because you know that they're not running the ball. So you, you can start, you know, that can really start helping with your game plan. So as much as the Patriots know that this is, you know, they need to start the season off really well, they're going to need to get off to a hot start. I hope the Eagles are feeling the same way because if they're playing from behind, you're going to allow the Patriots to to run the ball a little bit more, especially if it's raining outside. And uh, I, I don't question the ability for the Eagles to come back in the game, but it's more of just uh, defensively being able to plan against what the Patriots are going to be bringing. Ali, what are some closing thoughts? And let's get into some unsung heroes. Uh, closing thoughts on just like your your uh, evaluation of the game. Let's get into some unsung heroes, maybe some players that won't make highlight reels, but we think we may have an impact on the game. So Ali, while you kind of finish out your analysis, let's be thinking about that on the back end. Yeah, so my closing thoughts here are, uh, I I agree with Chris. I I do think this is going to be a run-the-ball style game just based on the elements alone. And when it comes to the trenches, I will give our offensive line against the Patriots defensive line the advantage. I will give our defensive line against the Patriots injured offensive line the advantage. And if both of those sides of the football are in the, at the advantage, I I say we walk away with this. No question. All right, Chris, who do you think is going to be an unsung hero? Any side of the ball, someone that may not make all the highlight reels, someone that maybe not be making touchdown catches, but who do you think is going to be an unsung hero that is really going to provide a lot of value to this game? Are you talking from an Eagles perspective or a Patriots perspective? Whatever. It can be anyway. Um, I'm going David Andrews, the center for the Patriots. I mean, if the Eagles are going or if the Patriots are going to control this game, time of possession, and potentially have a chance at the very end of the game to go ahead and win, he's going to need to be taking care of Jalen Carter. He's going to need to be clogging up that front. Um, if yes, they might be depleted, yes, they might be injured, but if he has a great game, gives max time up the middle and creates those lanes, um, I think they have a decent chance. Cool. Yeah, I like that. I'm actually going to go. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just, I see David Andrews as their starting center and their backup center is Jake Andrews. And they both kind of look like they're like, are they, are they related? That'd be funny to like have your brother playing right behind you. But interesting. I don't believe they are. Two centers, last name Andrews. Interesting. I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. I want to see a 
full game from Jordan Davis. I think he slimmed down a lot in the offseason. I don't think he's had that statement game yet. I just want to see him in there on the majority of the snaps and 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 bring in Stevenson and Elliott. So weird. Uh, bringing him down. I, I also want to see what Ezekiel Elliott looks like because there's so many like pictures on social media that just like buff him up. And I feel like every single time I'm scrolling on Instagram, he gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and his bees probably sound like bees. You know what I mean? Like when when like really overweight people talk, they're like, I want a burger, a burger, big old, big old burger. burger. That's what Zeke looks like. I think they're all photoshopped. So I, I just want to see like in crystal clear 4K what he looks like. Uh, but I want to see a big game from Jordan Davis clogging up the holes, showing that he's in there in the majority of the snaps so those conditioning worries go out the door, and then I won't be talking about any Eagles losses for the upcoming weeks. Uh, Andrew, uh, what say you? Yeah, I'm keeping it on the same side of the ball. I'm going to go with Reed Blankenship. Oh, yeah. Uh, If it's going to be ghost. You took mine, Andrew. You took mine. Look, man, there's a lot that makes sense here in my my head. Uh, If if the ball is going to be a little slick, if it's going to be a little wet outside – that means Juju Smith-Schuster is due for some from for some bad karma, and uh, I I think I think there's going to be a tipped ball. I think it's going to go right off of Juju's fingertips and right into Reed Blankenship's hands, and uh, I could yeah I'm I'm calling my bold prediction as a Blankenship interception, and I I think that I think they're I think our our secondary as a whole is going to play really well, and Ali. Well, now that Andrew's taken Reed Blankenship, I I need to have a warm take, maybe a cold take. I think Jalen Carter is going to have a good take, good yeah, game. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be awesome to see. So so encouraging. Yeah. All right. So I one one more thing. Really yeah, quick. go ahead. I I have to say, all the hate on Ezekiel Elliott. Now, mind you, when he was a Dallas Cowboy, I did not like him whatsoever. But you cannot disagree with the talent that he had, especially in Dallas. But his da- or his downfall was that Dallas went to a pass-heavy offense. They brought in Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard was more effective in that offense. So they went away from just a ground and pound straight ahead. They tried to run to the outside. That's not the Patriots offense. The Patriots offense is, I'm going to run the ball down your mouth. We're going to go ahead and play off that and play yeah. action. I honestly think Ezekiel fits in this offense way better than he did in Dallas in the past few years. I don't think he's going to have a lot of production, but I still see him going for about five to 600 yards in the backfield with about like six or seven touchdowns. Why did Chris, it take so long for Ezekiel to, to get signed? Was it a con, was it like a price thing or do you, was it a talent I, thing? I, he, I just, he was that red lobster eating uh, cheddar biscuits, <laughs> my guy. No, no, no. I think, I think the, the value of running backs declines pretty exponentially the older they get. Yeah. Chris, I, I don't, um, I don't disagree with you. I, I, you know, you don't see Ezekiel Elliott that way. The only way I see Ezekiel Elliott is playing center against the 49ers and then just getting, <laughs> I, I mean, you can't forget about it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I might like Ezekiel Elliott by the end of the season, but he's still a Dallas Cowboys in my Dallas yeah. Cowboy in my mind. Yeah. Oh, don't absolutely. like it. Don't like it. All right. So to wrap up our predictions. So, uh, Andrew has it being a pretty close game. Uh, Chris has it being a close game. Ali has it being a blowout, and I'm the only loser, the Eagles fan here, that voted for the Eagles to lose week one against the Patriots. Uh, But speaking of losing, speaking of underdogs, we're going to get into swinging it. Andrew is going to kick us off and explain it a little bit. Swinging it. Underdog picks for the week. Our first swinging it of the 2023-24 season. What do we do here? We swing for the fences, baby. We, we pick those underdogs. We hope and we pray 
that we look smart after they win. How does this game work, you ask? Well, let me tell you real quick. It's very simple. All of us look for one underdog pick that we really like this week. So that is a team that is getting points uh, in, you know, in, in, in the spread. And what happens is if you choose correctly, you get the point amount of whatever that spread differential is. So if the Eagles are a four-point underdog, that means that they're getting four points. They're plus four. If you pick the Eagles and they win, you would get four points. We do have Chris with us for this episode, and how this is going to work is every time we have a guest on, they are going to represent the audience. So Chris, you are representing almost 400 Instagram followers right now. That's Oh, and, you know, the handfuls of, of people who listen from all other avenues. So we're going to go one by one. We're going to give our picks. I'm going to pass this off to, you know what, Chris. So, so, start with Chris. Yeah, start with our Yeah, guests. Chris. Start, start us with off me. here. All right. So initially for the start show, the show, wow, show started. There we go. Oh, talk to <laughs> Um, I said I was gonna I was gonna stick with the the Patriots. However, I'm looking over on FanDuel Sportsbook. I've been grazing at it as you guys have been talking. And I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're 5.5, I think, yeah, five and a half underdogs. They're at Minnesota. And I believe since Tom Brady left, everybody's like, oh, Baker Mayfield, what's he going to do? What Nobody realizes the offense that Tom Brady did leave. Chris Godwin. I mean, you have Mike Evans. You have weapons there, and the defense hasn't changed that much. Wow. I think five and a half is, is stretching it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to win the audience, uh, five and a half points this week. I'm actually seeing six on DraftKings, So we'll give you that extra half, baby. That's That's a, that's a good, that's a good pick, Chris. I actually like that a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of people are counting them out, but the Minnesota Vikings defense is, is atrocious. Um, I am going to go with a newfound team that has gained a lot of popularity. Their quarterback, uh, was at the top of his game, fell into the ashes, and has slowly made a name for himself. Hard Knocks last year covered this team really well, kicking off the 2023 NFL season. I think Ali is going to be was going to pick this team too. I am picking the Detroit Lions at a four and a half point underdog to upset the Kansas City Chiefs today. Super Bowl hangover. Travis Kelsey isn't going to be there. You know, Dan Campbell is pumping testosterone into the <laughs> locker room for all this. We may actually see a freaking lion on the field tonight. I cannot wait to watch this game. I'm so excited for it. I am giving the Detroit Lions the swinging it pick for the week. Ali, I think you need another second to pick another one. So, Andrew, why don't we go to you? <laughs> oh, the look of disgust, the heartbreak. I took his Reed Blankenship, and now you're taking a swing in a pick. Oh, man. Well, you know – at first glance, I found the Steelers uh, as a two-point underdog pretty interesting against the 49ers because the 49ers have been getting a lot of love. Uh, so that didn't seem like enough respect, but I want to go a little bit bigger than two points. Um, not much bigger. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young's first game in the NFL, going to Atlanta. Desmond Ritter, look, I don't... God, I'm so excited for this weekend. <laughs> Who can I just be... can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be... It's hard to be confident in, in Desmond Ritter. And so I like three and a half for the Patriots. Or I'm sorry, for the Panthers. Uh, so yeah, give me the Panthers. It's a division game. You never know what's going to happen in those. Bryce Young, Frank Reich, Miles Sanders. Come on, baby. So uh, give me the Panthers over the Falcons for three and a half. All right, Ali. All right, now that I've had a couple of minutes to reevaluate my life choices. And a um, box of tissues is gone. And in my box Patriots. Is, yeah, 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 Patriot. No, it's not going to be the Patriots. 
No, my uh, swinging it pick for this week uh, seems like a throwaway, but honestly, I'm taking the New York Jets against the Buffalo mm. Bills. I think this is going to be an interesting game. Aaron Rodgers' first game, the Jets have a pretty vaunted defense against Josh Allen, who I believe is continuing to regress in his career, yep. uh, throwing inaccurate footballs. I think the Jets walk away with the win here, two and a half point underdogs. That's my pick. Ali, I think you got screwed. I think we should have made Alex have to put his money where his mouth is. He picked, he literally picked the Patriots over the Eagles in our prediction episode, and he I said, said it I'm again not today. Betting on that, I said I'm not betting on it. Okay, we're not <laughs> betting here. Just we're for to be. Oh, f- I'm betting. Oh, I'm putting. <laughs> but I'm putting now money you double. But you know, now you technically double your chances of looking really smart because now if the Patriots or if the Lions win, you know, you've kind of doubled. You, you've you've diversified your portfolio, Alex. <laughs> yeah, but here's what could actually happen. I lose a whole bunch of clout on the podcast now because i said the eagles the only person here i said the eagles are going to lose and then i lose money and my wife is looking at me saying what are you doing what the hell is going on so no i'm not i'm not i'm not touching that game uh whatsoever i'm actually you know what i'll do i'll put the i'll pick the eagles uh to 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 win that game convincingly and then all will be all will be forgiven either i look like a genius on the podcast or my bank account looks better so too late All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you so much for kicking it with us on episode 52. I'm so freaking excited for this weekend. I literally cannot wait. Uh, We just launched an Instagram page. Make sure you guys are getting out there. It is at winging.it.pod. We're dropping a whole bunch of reels, a whole bunch of snippets from the episode, a whole bunch of funny content. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Thank you, Chris. Let's have Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Let's have an awesome kickoff weekend and we will see you guys on monday i think that's where we're going to do this next talk to you guys soon go birds go birds